welcome to Insider Insights Podcast, a place where we dissect everything social media. I am Theo, content writer at Social Insider and a longtime fan of everything social. Every month I'll talk to social media professionals who work in freelance, in-house for a company, or in an agency environment to get the best of all worlds. So grab your coffee and let's jump in. My guest for today is Steve Robeiro, the social media manager at HBO Max with over five years of experience in social media, working for several agencies and companies. We'll learn what it's like to work for one of the biggest pay television networks at the time, how to be present in the digital world as a social media manager, and how to use an extensive content library to create engaging social media posts. Steve will walk us through how HBO Max puts out quality content that adds to the cultural conversations around the shows and movies we all love. Hi, Steve. Thank you so, so much for accepting my invitation. I'm super happy to have you as my guest, and I look forward to hearing your social media story. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. I'm good as well. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so let's start this podcast episode by getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, How would you describe yourself in a few words? Uh, I think uh, like an easy way to, I guess, describe me is kind of just like a very half glass full person. You know, I've always just trying to find uh, things that are enjoyable out of any situation, even if it's a bad one, you just make the most of it. Um, I, I guess <laughs> it's kind of a hard question for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but I, I definitely can relate to what you said. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, can you tell us how did you start your career? Uh, have you always worked in social media or was it, I don't know, something accidental? Uh, that was kind of my goal. You know, I graduated from college uh, with a degree in advertising and just didn't, you know, really have any like, like specific thing picked out. So I had no book, no nothing. So I really couldn't, it's hard to get a job. So I did a brief like three month program at Miami ad school after college and their social media strategy boot camp. So from there, that kind of helped me like really put a focus on social. Um, I did an internship while I was there. And then after that, uh, that was really what I, I felt like I wanted to do is just stay in social. It's a really fun industry. So I, I was able to land a job at a, or an internship at a like midsize agency in New York. And it was a total disaster. Um, I got nothing out of it. I was there for like three months. Uh, obviously didn't stay on. My manager left after like two weeks. It was very much like not what you wanted after your first job after school. So uh, I guess the best thing I learned there was what not to do at a job that I was new at. So from there, you know, I, I worked a, 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 little, a couple odd jobs. I, I did a year working at the NBA National Basketball Association unrelated to social but uh, that was a really cool gig. That was a dream job for me. And uh, while I was there, I had a little more flexibility looking for jobs. So I ended up doing like, a, I was like technically an intern, but really I was like a social media manager at a very small three person agency where um, we would just bring in a lot of clients uh, that were, most of them were very small. Some of them startups. Uh, we did bring in a couple big clients work with like and one uh, which is this big sneaker company, which was a big one. 
Uh, but while I was there, I mean, I was able to get a lot of hands-on experience because it was so small. I was, you know, I was the copywriting team. I was the creative team. I was a lot of accounts, the account manager. Uh, I was running the paid socials. So I really got to do a bit of everything. It was a lot of hands-on experience, just getting my feet wet. And then, um, and I was managing, you know, anywhere from like three to nine accounts at a time, which I'm mm-hmm. totally not recommend, but it was uh, very much uh, an experience. And then from there, I, I ended up at a, a mid-sized agency in New York uh, called Xenoside, where we, I worked on a lot I, in whiskey. Uh, I started there as a community manager. That was my first real, like, real, like, f- truly full-time job and, and social. And uh, I worked my way up to a supervisor there. I was there for about two and a half years. And then uh, after that, I wound up at HBO, where I'm work- currently working on HBO Max on the uh, social team for the brand. That's great. That's quite a story. <laughs> Yeah, it was a roller coaster. <laughs> it was a roller coaster, yeah. But I'm sure that even the jobs that you maybe didn't like that much helped you grow as a professional. So thank you for yeah, sharing you that. Got, you get a lot of experience. You know, I, a lot of people graduate college and work for one company, uh, which is great. You know, that would have been nice too. But it's it was cool to be at so many different places. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's also really cool that you shared your experience uh, working with smaller companies. I actually work in a startup and my 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 job is as a content writer but you, as you can see i'm also a co-host of, of a podcast so i also do a lot of right. um, other jobs so i think it's really interesting uh yeah now uh, i know that a lot of people especially the ones who don't work in social media think that oh the social media manager job is easy all you have to do is scroll through social media and i know for a fact that this is not true uh so let me debunk this myth uh, and tell us uh, how does your day-to-day schedule look like yeah, there's also the myth of uh, anything posted on social was by the intern. Yeah, that's yeah. usually not true. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it really is, but uh, most of the time it's not. Um, yeah, it's social's crazy. Like no, like no day for me really has truly ever been the same. You know, even when as a community manager, when your main priorities are uh, just managing inboxes and responding to comments, you know, the stuff you get in your inboxes every every day is different. The comments you're going to get every day are different. Um, I would say today for me that the most common things that happen that I would be doing most days is just when, when I hop on in the morning, just, you know, check our calendar for the day and the, the next couple days, make sure that things that are, uh, that my team is handling are, are ready. Make sure nothing is sitting with me. Make sure I'm not being, a, you know, I'm not being a hang up on any of this stuff. Uh, working with key stakeholders and all that to just make sure all our upcoming programming and any social campaigns we're doing are all on track uh, and, and reviewing posts that have went live, like after they went live and after, uh, you know, a couple hours just to see how they're doing, see how, see if they're successful. You know, you don't want to post anything just into the void, like put something out there and then not track how it does. You know, I always feel it's important to make sure things are going well. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that, especially HBO, because we're working on so many different uh, properties. Every day truly has been different. You know, for me, like I always always had to make sure that the shows and the films I'm assigned to are, you know, we're making sure that we're giving them as much love as we're giving everything else. We're mm-hmm. uh, keeping them on track and we're keeping everything uh, moving forward. Really, mm-hmm. that's just for me. That's the main day to day. But it really is, you know, you're doing something different every day in social. 
this is what I keep hearing from social media managers that actually <laughs> no day is like one another. So <laughs> nah, never is. Yeah. It, and it's basically juggling between different uh, tasks <laughs> every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, because you mentioned uh, campaigns, uh, can you tell us where do you find inspiration for your content strategies and campaigns? Because I can imagine it's quite challenging to come up with new ideas every time and stay relevant, especially, I don't know, as you are the social media manager of one of the biggest paid televisions. Yeah, I mean, luckily with HBO um, and HBO Max, we have so much programming and such a big content library that, you know, there's so much to pull from and like, you know, we have you know, a, a lot of brands, you know, you have to build your content from the ground up. You know, we have just vast library from like true artists and really creative people have already made content for us. And we just need to move their content forward and make the rest of the world aware of it and how, how great it is. Um, but, you know, in general awareness, I always make sure that now, I, I think it's important to be present in the digital world. It's it's could be easy as someone who works in social to just like not want to look at social when you're not working because you know you're sitting on sometimes you're sitting on Facebook all day. Why would you want to scroll through it? So it's I, I think it's really important to just be present and keep up with the trends and keep up with the times because new things are coming every day. People are talking about new things every day, and uh, brands are so many brands are doing so many different and interesting things out there. I just I always make sure that I stay present in there and make sure I'm not you know, I'm not missing anything that's a part of the cultural conversation. And I, I always try to um, keep up with competitors, you know, make sure I'm following them on, on all the platforms. You know, you're not going to, in any field that I've been in, you know, I always try to keep up with the, the brands that are similar to us and check what they're doing, make sure we're not doing the exact same thing, but also, you know, make sure that we're, you know, keeping up quality wise with the stuff they're putting out because everyone's putting out good content these days. And, you know, with, I also, one thing for me is like, if I'm developing a campaign or a strategy, I want to make sure that I think it's interesting. You know, even if I'm not the target audience, like if you're working on something and you don't find it interesting, why should somebody else find it interesting? Definitely. It's, you know, even if, even if you're not marketing towards yourself, be like, well, if I was into this stuff, I would think this is interesting. Like you always, it, there's no point in doing bad work uh, in this field because there's, nobody's going to look at it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's really important that you mentioned that you as a social media manager at first need to be a consumer yourself because I feel that it's so easy for social media managers to sometimes forget how to be a user themselves because they look at social through a different different perspective from an analytical point of view, let's say. Yeah, so I think it's really important right. to, to, to be connected. Um, now, can you yeah, sure. tell us what is the social media campaign that you are most proud of? And if you can walk us a bit through the process behind a social media campaign. Sure. Yeah. So at my, at my last gig, we worked in a whiskey. We worked with an American bourbon distillery called Heaven Hill. And uh, we manage mainly their the marketing for their bigger products that are, you know, well-known like market brands. Evan Williams and Elijah Craig were two big ones. Um, but they also... We managed their like parent umbrella Heaven Hill Distillery too, and so they had a lot of different whiskeys that didn't have marketing budgets, and so we would monitor like conversations around them. Usually there wasn't much, but did this one product in their portfolio. Uh, it's called Mellow Corn. It's like this seven year old fifteen dollar like weird looking whiskey. If you ever look up the label, it looks like it's from like nineteen fifty five, uh, and so it, it's always been like a favorite of bartenders. But for for whatever reason 
season about two years ago, it just started getting a ton of buzz on Reddit uh, mm-hmm. because some guy posted a review about it. I was like basically a meme about how he loved it. And then it kind of just became like this meme bottle. Uh, mm-hmm. It had its own dedicated subreddit and there are no dedicated subreddits to whiskeys, like even like Jack Daniels, like it's not active. Um and so we like at the time we like kind of jumped in the conversation like we got on Reddit we did a Zoom call with the uh, with the group it was really fun and so I was pushing to put together like an Instagram page for this brand despite not really having any budget to do it uh, so it was really kind of like a guerrilla marketing thing where we're like <laughs> I had to convince everybody that was a good idea and somehow nobody told me it was a bad idea so we were able <laughs> to actually get it off the ground. Um, we had to build an entire brand persona for this bottle. And like, we had a lot of flexibility because, you know, we didn't really have a dedicated budget, it's really an organic thing. And so, um, we really embraced like the meme culture, the whole thing. Like it was very like an internet speak brand. Like I use like Slim Jim as a big inspiration for it. Um, and nobody in whiskey, because it's really like, it's a dumb word, but it's like a grown up thing. Uh, nobody was having enough fun with it. Like, so we really like just embrace like having fun. And we launched our page on April fool's day, um, as like a joke, but not really because it wasn't a, a total joke. And, uh, people really loved it. People really became attached to the page and, uh, it ended up being a pretty big success considering the size and budget of the project. And so I'm, I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, I think it's, it's really rewarding to have this sort of brainchild that you put in the world and see how yeah, it performs. Yeah, it was my baby. <laughs> yeah, it was your baby, exactly. Your digital baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, because we talked about, uh, I don't know, how you gain satisfaction from your job, can you tell us what are the significant challenges, marketing challenges, social media challenges that you experienced? Yeah, I mean, I guess with HBO, and this is a fun challenge, honestly, um, you know, and past jobs, like especially with whiskey, when we're coming up with ways to market the product a lot of it is creating content off the ground like shooting the bottle where can we shoot it which an interesting way to shoot it but with, you know with hbo on uh, hbo max all the content is you no know, you're still making content but you're making content out of content because all these shows were shot filmed and in the can uh and your job is just to really promote somebody else's work which and it's Luckily at HBO and HBO Max, it's great work. Uh, I mean, this is the cream of the crop television. So you have to, the challenge really is like, how can you make this stuff, you know, your own? How can you make it fit your, your brand voice of HBO Max in a new and interesting way? While, but not, you know, compromising the vision that these artists and these actors and these producers put into this show uh, and ultimately honoring, you know, what they did and keeping their tone of voice in the show, but also merging it into yours. And sometimes it's easy to adapt a show to your brand profile, like something like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like our, our brand, is, it's like, it's fun, it's lively, it's humorous. Uh, it can be snarky sometimes. Something like Curb would fit right in. Uh, it's a comedy show. But then you have other like more, like, you know, we, we worked on Dune, uh, which was on the platform this year on HBO Max. And, you know, with something like that, it's like, it's such a big endeavor. Like it's, it's, um, it's, you have to figure out ways to like take that and, you know, not step on the toes of what Dune's marketing team is doing for their movie. Uh, but also make sure you're not, you're being true to your brand. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's always an interesting challenge, but, um, I, I, we, we got a great team and usually we were able to put out quality stuff. That's great. That's awesome. Um, 
Now, as you said before, uh, HBO is the creme de la creme. Everyone knows about HBO. Uh, so I'm curious, how would you describe their social media strategy? So I work on HBO Max specifically, so I don't want to speak for the HBO brand itself. Um, on okay, social, yeah. we, I work on it a little, but, um, you know, it's, it's with both HBO and HBO Max. Luckily, like, it's nice to have this really just established and respected brand and people know people associate hbo with quality and something they want to engage with and so you know we have followers they they want to follow our product you know they they like the brand um they want to see what we're up to yep and so no from my perspective you know not, i don't want to speak for the whole company and whole team but to me um it really is about putting out quality content that adds to the cultural conversation around our shows and our films that are on HBO Max and on HBO. And uh, like, I I view the lens of, you know, we have these established and beloved properties. You know, we just launched the Harry Potter reunion. Uh, We have have a Game of Thrones prequel series coming out. So those are big, big pieces of IP um, that people are really excited about, as am I. And so we want to, like, ideally you can leverage those properties, put out great content around those properties, bring followers to your, brand page uh and then keep them around with good content leverage your catalog and then ultimately um when you're launching new shows that are don't have maybe the established uh you know groundwork like harry something like harry potter would you want to be able to promote those shows to the audience that you've established and bring attention awareness to those and hopefully create new fans of those shows as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i understand um, okay, uh, my next question is usually related to the impact that the pandemic had on different companies' social media strategies. Now, because I know you've only been working at HBO for the past six months, uh, I was wondering if you can share with us how the pandemic affected your person, your professional life, or if you can share, I don't know, some examples from your previous job. Yeah, so um, obviously, like everyone, I started working remote pretty much um, and still am, which is I, I'm not complaining about that aspect, um, but uh, it, it, you know, in because we were, I was working in whiskey, and you know that had to be a huge marketing shift for us. Um, I, I people did not stop drinking, which was great. Uh, we didn't have to make any cuts because those brands continue to have budgets. But the way you're promoting it changes because usually, like, you'll promote some like at home consumption, but most of your stuff is like having drinks with friends, like going out, like having a good time. Nobody was going out. Bars were not open. And so we had to remove that entire as- aspect of our marketing budget mm-hmm. um, and, our, and our social strategy. We had to scrap every calendar we had written for April already and rewrite them. And then you're shifting to content about um, people drinking at home by themselves, which sounds, you know, like, very sad but you know it's not totally sad like it's a normal thing people do but it's you have to come up with ways to you know talk about that but not you know make it make it fun make it sound like it's a it's a good thing everyone's doing it you know you could share your virtual cheers but uh also with whiskey too you can't promote you can't tell people to drink too much either so it was a really like interesting like finding that like 
finding that type of content that makes sense without sounding sad or lonely or like you're over consuming the product. And, you know, like any, every single brand on earth, we started doing lives. Uh, and so, uh, people tasting bourbon is interesting to a few people, but how can you do that to make it interesting to a broader audience? And then how can you do that multiple times so that people continue to tune into your lives, uh, every week while they're home. And so I, had never really worked on lives before the pandemic hit. And so that was a big learning experience. And, um, but it was, it was a really interesting challenge. And uh, it, I was lucky enough that in that field, we continued to have budget, but mm -hmm. uh, we definitely had to pivot a lot. Uh, so it was really interesting. Yeah. You definitely had some challenges there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, great. My next question for you would be um, if you can think of what skills are, do you think are necessary to be successful uh, as a social media manager? I, I know that generally speaking, people think that social media managers are creative and analytical individuals, but what, what can you say about that? Yeah. And a lot of social media managers are creative and not analytical and some are analytical and not creative. You know, it, it's not, it's usually not one person running the team. You know, we got a big team at HBO. We, we had a pretty big team at every job. I've, well, not the three person place, but at most shops I worked at. Um, but I think like skills beyond like the obvious ones, I think it's important to become an expert in the product that you're marketing. Um, you know, you don't need to know every single thing about it, but you have to be knowledgeable enough if you're writing copy about your product and being a community manager and responding to people. You have to be knowledgeable enough about the product to speak the same language as your audience, who usually is very passionate and knowledgeable about the product. You know, they care about your account and, and your product and they want to learn more about it. So you have to make sure you can give it to them. You know, I, for me, coming into HBO Max in that aspect was easy because I've been watching HBO for the last 10 years. So it's, uh, great i had a good nod to that product when i started in bourbon i didn't really drink bourbon so i had to really learn a lot about the product now i just have all this knowledge of bourbon in my head that i have nothing to do with but you know it's i i personally think it's important to to live your your product as other people that like it do mm -hmm. um and then i think another thing that's important is just being adaptable uh, as you know, as I mentioned, every day is really different and things literally change in social every day. Uh, you always have to be willing to get with the times, you know, be up to date on everything. It's tough in social because if somebody writes a book about how to be a social media manager, it might be outdated in seven months uh, because it's so just changing at all times. Uh, so you just have to like never dismiss any new, new trends, uh, never be afraid to jump on them. Like I'm sure there's people out there who dismiss TikTok as a gimmick. Those people are probably not successful as as social media managers. So it's it's just like, you know, giving everything a chance and, and be willing to adapt to the times and not just doing what has worked for you in the past. Because what worked for you five years ago might not work at all now. Um, I 100% agree. It's really important to be adaptable in the social media landscape uh, especially with all the algorithm changes and platforms that appear overnight. Um, during my podcast episodes, I always learn something new from every guest. So if you could teach me three things about social media, what would you teach me? Yeah, there, there's so many, like it, it's really a, a learn on the fly. But I mean, three like important lessons I've learned is, uh, you know, social's always on. Things are always happening. 
you could yeah. have news relevant to your brand drop at midnight and you might need to wake up and go work on a post or something. You know, it's, it's always important to remember that like, even though it's the weekend and you're off, you know, there is a chance you're going to have to do something and there's a chance that your brand is going to be relevant in the conversation uh, because these people are online all the time. Uh, it's also, also a second one that's not everything you do is going to work. Um, people always say in advertising, be okay with killing your babies um, because sometimes you just have to. Uh, there's definitely a better way to say that. That was very not a good thing. <laughs> uh, but um, just not everything's going to work. And I am always for being willing to try pretty much anything as long as it's on brand. But if you try something that you really liked and nobody else did, um, ask yourselves why it didn't work and why other stuff is working. And um, just never like get discouraged by putting something out in the world and people not liking it. Uh, it's a secret, but a lot of people on social media bring negative energy. And so um, I know a lot of people don't know that, especially on Twitter. But, uh, you know, not, every, not everything you put out there is going to be well received. And you just you have to, after the fact, like take a look in the mirror and think about why it didn't work compared to why other things worked. And then also, you know, everything out there is... Uh, Everything out there is permanent. It's uh, even if you delete something five seconds after the fact, it it still was out there, and somebody might have screenshotted it. Uh, and so you have to be making sure to double, triple check your work. Um, when when I've been working, you know, especially here when I, I working on uh the Return to Hogwarts special, you know, anytime we were putting out a trailer, it was like I I my fingers were like shaking before. Where I would hit send on those trailers, I need to make sure like I didn't press that at the wrong time. Uh, I didn't want that stuff to go out early, and so just re remember that anything you put out there uh, can stay out there, even if you take it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and if I could add on that, I would just say have fun because at the end of the day, social media is fun, but be cautious because, as you said, For everything sure. that you put out there is is permanent. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun job. I mean, it's. We we do a lot, but the essence of our job is we do get paid to scroll and write tweets. Uh, I mean, it's a great gig. Uh, exactly. There's a lot more than that that goes into it, but uh, if you're not having fun with it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, moving on to my last question. Um, if you can tell us what are your future plans and where can people find you and follow you? Yeah, I mean, I you mentioned I, I started at HBO this year, so hopefully just staying here for a long time. It's been a great experience so far. It's a dream job for me so just keeping on with that making good content uh you guys want to find me you could connect with me on linkedin if you want it's at ribeiro r-e-b-e-i-r-o uh you find me on twitter at steve ribeiro though it's mostly tweets about uh american football so if you're not into that <laughs> you could connect with me anyways um and then if you want to follow our pages at hbo max at hbo at hbo max movies uh is where you'll find my work uh, and if you want to check out Mellowcorn, that's at Mellowcorn. But I unfortunately no longer work on that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Steve. It was a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Theo. This was great. Okay, speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.